all here. Definitely in a strange place. But here's the sun. That can't be good. It is. It's the end of the world. It's the resurrection. Do you want to know what this means or not? No, I don't. Hi, BBs. Welcome to this week's episode of the Burn Black Audio Zine. How are you guys doing? I've had a pretty stellar week, minus some apartment issues. What can I say? Mer- Mercury retrograde is over now, but technically, post shadow always can be a mighty whim. Um, but yeah, I'm grateful. I have a roof over my head. Um, I am still in the red. I did not make enough to pay my rent without going into my savings this month, but at least I have savings and I'm I'm happy and it could be totally worse and I'm grateful for everything that I have. It will get better. <laughs> um but you know, just trying to change that thought pattern is good for me. Trying to just become work from a place of being grateful you know when things get frustrating when things are not the way that we want them to be just still coming from a place of gratitude that's where I'm coming from I'm working on that I've been journaling a lot what I have been doing is I re-binged Mad Men on Netflix it weirdly has always been my comfort show But it's weird this time when I'm watching it because I sort of watch it from the standpoint of like psychoanalyzing the generational trauma of each character. And it's really interesting like seeing everything from the lens of the inner child of each of them. And just, you know, Pete Campbell, classic narcissist. Trudy, classic empath. I saw, I was like... Of course, because, you know, I love astrology. I'm always like, I wonder what their charts look like. And lo and behold, I found some... I went into a loophole, (laughs) an internet loophole, where they actually... um, Some of the characters, uh, they do reveal their birth dates. So, like, someone has done actual uh, astrological analysis of Don Draper slash Dick Whitman and of Joni because you know there's the episode where they put her license up on the wall and so mean um I just I love this show but it's interesting analyzing it from that standpoint and if you guys rewatch Mad Men and you do the same please email me because I want someone to dish about this what attachment style do you think Don Draper has guys (laughs) um Anyway, uh, so that has been really what's keeping me sane. Everyone has their mellow show that like, or maybe it's a band, maybe it's music, maybe, maybe it's something else, maybe it's a reading for you guys, like, but they have the one thing that's like nice at the end of the day to just sort of binge for a little bit and, you know, when everything is stressful, just lose yourself. And so that's like a perfect theme for this week because... I have my friend Rachel on the podcast. Rachel is an ASMR artist, Rachel Jordan. 
go find her on YouTube. Her videos are amazing. She actually even did, if you're Patreon and you'll be familiar, she did a wonderful video just for our Patreons. If you're not already a Patreon, free plug right here. Join my Patreon for only a dollar. You can watch Rachel's video. Um, but you know, I have, I love Rachel. They recently started making ASMR videos. Um, they actually bought the zine very early on and I've just always been supportive of her and she's been supportive of me and I'm really lucky to have Rachel in my life. And so we talk a lot about ASMR, what it's like to like meet friends in a new city. Um, she's just had the distinct opportunity of living all three places that I've lived. So that's interesting. We talk about that a little bit. She tells this story and I like gasped a little bit because we didn't get to talk about this, but, um, I'm sure she'll be listening. Hi, Rachel. Uh, but, uh, she says the thing about Joni Mitchell being her mother. And I thought that that's really funny because I did a Perzine, um, in 2016 that I released called Sucker and the first chapter of Sucker is actually a reference to a Joni Mitchell song and the chapter is called Moons and Junes and Ferris Wheels which is from the song Both Sides Now and actually uh, that's a very special song to me for two reasons it is the last song that is covered on holes pretty on the inside and it's credited as clouds but it's actually a cover of johnny mitchell's both sides now which was an homage to her parents hippie childhood very aquarius i see it's a song i think of when i think about the way i look at my relationship with my friend who passed away which the zine was about um, but this summer, <laughs> funny, funny enough, I, I actually spent time with my sister who's 23 years older than me and we never really knew each other. And, you know, the way that I grew up very attached to music and he found myself healed through music and the artists that I loved and related to the way I felt about Courtney Love growing up was the way that she felt about Joni Mitchell. So I thought it was really funny that Courtney Love uh, or Hole covered Joni Mitchell. So like these things were very linked, just like me and my sister, which is so sweet to think about everything being just connected in some way. And I always said that Courtney was my mom. (laughs) So I just thought that that was really funny. And uh, to just tie everything together, which I thought so interesting was I'm always predicting and Courtney and I have the same north node the same degree so I'm always like bitch what are you doing this week like what's going on with you and you're in like what are you tweeting about what are you talking about I just always feel like our soul missions are like similar because you know they're conjunct and also our chirons are conjunct so it's like I want to know how she's doing when she's good. I want to know how she's doing when she's bad because chances are Courtney and I are having like similar themes in our lives. I love it. Um, very maternal. (laughs) And so, um, Reagan, who is our lovely artist and a whole super fan texted me today and she told me that Courtney released a new song and guess what it's called? mother. (laughs) This summer I was talking to Regan while I was visiting my sister in Courtney's hometown 
Um, I mean, I guess technically her hometown would be San Francisco. She was born in San Francisco, but she she lived in in Oregon, and I was in Oregon. I was in both Eugene and uh, Portland and Oregon City. And um, anyway, I'm, at the time I was in Oregon City, and uh, Regan and I were texting, and I was like, "We're both due for our North Node return," I predict. And I made a, a few predictions, and I was like, this this year it's going to have more mother themes for her. Which is, like, often I feel like a theme in both of our lives. I mean, every album that Hull has ever put out as, like, official Hull or, like, solo, might as well be soul, Miko Hull. Like, all of it has had motherly themes. I mean, Live Through This is about the experience of becoming a mother. And, like, Nobody's Daughter is about the experience of both ends of that both sides now hashtag <laughs> so anyway um but I just I think that we both have a lot of motherly themes that we're learning and so her putting out this this song called mother in in a, in a north node return time north node in cancer which is about the mother right like I just thought it so beautiful I feel in sync anytime Courtney is doing anything she is having a huge voice, a huge moment right now in, in terms of harm reduction and, and, and the Sackler family and everything going on with that. And it's amazing to see because also this has been a big harm reduction year for me. So I just like love seeing how we are always going to be in sync. And for those people who don't know, like Burn Black comes from a whole B-side. So there you go. Ta-da. Anyway, this week's episode... Um, I'm just going to shush now so you can listen to it and enjoy it. Please keep emailing. Please keep messaging me and rate this podcast five stars on iTunes. I love you guys. So grateful that you wanted me to come talk on your podcast. Oh, I'm well, I'm grateful to have you here. I've been like watching you grow and it's fantastic. I'm so happy you're my friend. I'm so happy you're creating. I'm so happy you're growing. I feel the same way about you and this like amazing community. And it's, it's just been like, I feel like your growth has been exponential. (laughs) Like, and I see people sharing like, the posts that you make and it's just awesome and I'm just I'm glad that you're in my life also thank you I appreciate it I like want this community to really feel like a community I don't want it to be like my community I want it to be our community our our family as Corona would say our family (laughs) okay I think that's like a good place to start Corona is this fabulous woman from Pennsylvania who makes ASMR videos that Rachel and I both absolutely love and we've gushed about in the past. Um, So I'll back up a little bit for someone who does not know what ASMR is. Can you tell us what it stands for and its purpose? Okay. So um, if you're not familiar, just, I want you to just drop all of your, we were talking about <laughs> earlier, just let go of your ego, like just drop all of your judgments about what this potentially could be. So ASMR stands for autonomous sensory meridian response. And it basically, it's like a fancy word, a fancy phrase for, 
the feeling that you get, like the tingly feeling that you get when someone is like playing with your hair or like tracing letters on your back. Um, some people experience it just watching someone do something very precisely, like drawing or like, you know, just anything it's like that. It's very calming. Yeah, there's like, and the triggers are like, they're just endless triggers for this. Yeah. And, but it's basically just like, you know, that little tingly feeling. And this feeling can be uh, recreated and elicited through sounds or, or visual triggers that you can listen to with, like, in-ear headphones. And there's just been, like, this YouTube community that, that has just, like, exploded with, they're called ASM artists, um, who make videos that people watch to help them relax and unwind. Uh, people use ASMR for many different reasons. Some people just like it. Some people don't experience ASMR. Some people do. But for the most part, the people who are watching it um, are are using it to relax, to distract themselves, um, to feel some sort of um, like personal connection or intimacy because there's a lot of ASM artists who use um, triggers that, that are like, they, they touch the lens of the camera and it, if you're immersed in this video, it seems like they're touching your face or yeah. they'll do like hair brushing and it sounds like if you have headphones in, it sounds and can feel like someone's actually brushing your hair. So for people, if you're, I, I first started um, really getting into ASMR when I was at like a really lonely time in my life and it kind of was like my substitute for for human connection at that point so a lot of people use it for a lot of different reasons and that was mine it's intimacy in your life um I definitely know that touch deprivation is a real thing and um your body chemistry definitely changes when you don't allow people to touch you and as a trauma survivor that's something I have to work on quite often and getting back into that comfortable state. And so I highly recommend uh, ASMR videos for people who are dealing with trauma uh, and still in that intermediate stage of not being ready to put themselves fully out into the world, but they want that intimacy to be it's shared. Like it's, it's like the step before like immersion therapy. It's like yeah. taking your toes in. Totally. Or like EDMR. Yes. Yeah. Which has kind of the same principles because, I mean, even like there are ASMR artists that do uh, EDMR typed uh, videos where they're snapping and and things like that. So it it is, it is quite lovely. Um, How did you discover ASMR? Was Karuna the first artist (laughs) that you enjoyed or? Karuna was the first channel that I started like actually following. Uh Um, But I first, um, I first kind of got into it during a really lonely time in my life when I was, I had moved to California um, while I was in a serious relationship. And like two weeks after I moved, we like broke up Mm -hmm. and my first year here I live in Los Angeles and it's a very this this is definitely a city that will make or break you and (laughs) the first year I always tell everyone who moves here like the first year is 
is like is so hard here it's really hard to like get your footing um but once you know once you've gotten established it's it I love this city and this is like definitely where I want to be in my life right now, but it's, it's tough here. Um, so my first year here was really, I was going through a lot of life changes. Um, I had like just a series of horrible jobs and then I moved into my own studio and I was just like, I went from living with a partner for years and having like a support system, friends and family to being pretty much completely isolated and 2,000 miles away from anyone who loved me. So I, at night, I was having, I've always had um, a hard time falling asleep, even when I was a little kid. Uh, I always joke with people that the show Friends gives me anxiety, (laughs) and it really does, because, like, in in the Chicago land, um, after the news would come on, the Simpsons would come on at 10 o'clock, Seinfeld would come on at 10.30, and at 11 o'clock, Friends would come on. And if I was still awake when Friends came on, I would start, like, getting panicky because yeah. I knew that I was supposed to be sleeping. And if Frasier came on at 11.30, <laughs> if I was awake when Frasier came on, it was, like, game over. I think okay. Frasier gives a lot of people anxiety. <laughs> I'm, I'm saying. Also, so. could not hang out with Jax and Brittany because clearly they love Friends. <laughs> yeah. Um, so... I, I've always had problems falling asleep, but it really, like, came to a head again when I started living on my own. So I started watching, like, listening to, like, white noise-type mm-hmm. YouTube videos, like, you know, eight hours of leaves rustling for you to fall asleep, those type of videos. And I saw an ASMR video in the related videos section, and I was like, this seems insanely weird so I clicked on it of course and I was like wow this is insanely weird and immediately like you know I watched like a minute out of like a 40 minute video and I was like nope not for me and then, <laughs> what were like, the triggers all, do you remember I it was the video I I can't remember the specific video but it was one um that massage ASMR uh-huh. does do you know yeah who, yeah yeah and um he's massage ASMR is like a middle-aged um man from Australia I want to say and he does like a lot of massage type videos obviously his namesake um but he just does like a lot of very normal like trigger videos so it wasn't like I clicked on anything outlandish but I just immediately thought it was really strange didn't want anything to do with it and then (laughs) I spent like the whole day the next day thinking about it huh so it stuck with you so I was like okay I'm going to, like, just try to listen to it again. I think I got through, like, maybe 10 minutes and Mm -hmm. turned it off. And then I just kept – it was, like, the same thing. I was, like, I just kept thinking about it. And finally, like, I was laying in bed one night. I was, like, okay, I'm going to, like – what you're supposed to do if you're using ASMR to fall asleep, like, you put your headphones in. You, like, you know, you lay down as if you're going to bed. And then you just try to go to sleep with – like while listening to ASMR yeah so I decided to give it like a real try and I like laid down and had like never felt so relaxed in Mm. you know in any of my recent memory when I was trying to fall asleep and from that night on I was like hooked like hooked (laughs) what are your favorite triggers personally either doing on your own videos or the ones that you personally love and make you fall right asleep so 
the first after I started watching ASMR a lot I started tapping on everything like (laughs) I would just like I would be in TJ Maxx and like Marshall's and just pick up every object that I possibly could and just just to see like what it sounded like yeah um so I started like tapping and would just get a lot of like it would be like a self-soothing like type thing to do when I was in public maybe having a little bit of anxiety so tapping is just something that um has become like just a self-soothing thing that I feel like I've picked up from watching so much ASMR but it's not and they're very there's very like specific tapping sounds like yeah like I love when people have long nails and they do the very light gentle tapping but if they're doing fast tapping I'm not into it and I love fast tapping um but I but like anytime but a lot of people will do tapping on like wooden objects I don't like that. that I cannot, I like, it makes my skin crawl. Yeah. Um, I like a simple desk tap. Like, I don't, like, sometimes I'll see them tapping on candles or things like that, and uh, I don't love it. However, there is one with Karuna in a picture frame of a dog that I love. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But I do, I really like, um, like, soft mouth sounds, not, like, chewing mouth sounds, but when people do like sk, 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 yeah i really like that um but i don't know it i i'm like really weird in the sense that i listen to like every night when i use asmr to fall asleep i'll layer like there there are asmr videos that are like layered with multiple like layers of triggers mm-hmm. but i make my own layered videos by like putting like five videos on at a time just playing them all and like just assaulting my eardrum (laughs) (laughs) I love Um, it so usually I'll pick out like one video that's just like a quiet like either really soft spoken or whispering like just a ramble and then I'll put one that's like light like quiet tapping and then one that's maybe like just like ohm type sounds Mm -hmm. and I'll listen to them all at once (laughs) and that usually really helps me like get out of my head. Uh, the reason that I use ASMR to fall asleep and I think that it's really effective for me is because it's very hard for me to quiet my own mental noise. Yeah. And when I'm falling asleep, I'm just like, I'm just so in my head thinking about just all of the worries that I don't really need to worry about. You know, like, oh, my credit card bill's due in two days. My rent's due next week. And, like, oh, you know, I have this really hard dog that I'm going to groom tomorrow. And these are just things that I don't need to worry about. But it's my brain that's keeping me awake. It's so the looping able, thoughts. If I'm able to focus on other – if someone else is talking in my ear, yeah. some, you know, saying relaxing things, obviously, not just, like, blathering on. But – um <laughs> If I can listen to some other sounds, if I can focus on other sounds, I'm able to silence my own mind. And then that's that's how I fall asleep. That's amazing so. that you were able to find it and that we live in this exact time and place <laughs> in history where we have access to these unique tools. Because I have insomnia. I've spoken quite a bit about my own insomnia. I also have OCD. And part of my OCD is having looping thoughts before bed. And um, it can turn into like almost like a manic episode when my my thoughts are just spiraling and I don't sleep 
like there there were I mean I've been much better since discovering ASMR a few years ago but um and god bless ASMR but like I also feel like having lived most of my life an insomniac and knowing how um how much sleep impacts your mental health how much sleep Mm -hmm. impacts your physical health is super important so this is just like one small thing we can add one layer one simple 15 to 20 minute thing we can add that enhances our entire day our personality how we interact with other people sleep is so important (laughs) Mm -hmm. and the other thing that's nice like with asmr well first it's like you know it's not there's no medication you know it, it has no despite obviously sleeping well having a physical impact like you know asmr you're not going to feel groggy the next day like you would if you're taking like a sleep aid or something like that yeah um but the other thing there there's so many asmr videos that are like that will inject positivity also into your day and into your mental state by like giving you positive affirmations while you're while you're relaxing or winding down trying to fall asleep and if you're hearing you know instead of your own looping thoughts your negative thoughts you're hearing someone say like you're amazing you're worthy Mm -hmm. you're beautiful you know that's so that's so huge for me because that's never something that I had taken time to do and just by hearing other people say it those are thoughts that are now in my own mind totally and I I actually had a client tell me this recently but when they listen to the podcast they love that I always just say I love you to them, to everybody. I love you guys out there because it is so important to hear I love you. And so many people go through their entire day. They can go through an entire several months and they're not particularly close with their family or their family environment is not extremely healthy and they're, they don't have a partner. They, they're not told that they're loved. And, and just hearing the words I love you can really improve your mental health. Mm-hmm. yep ASMR is, is amazing and I, I feel like we sound like cult members <laughs> but like just try it and and my other my piece of advice for someone if you've never listened to ASMR or even if you have listened to ASMR and you think that you don't like it or it won't work for you try a bunch of different like there's so many triggers that are popular like fast tapping is such is one of the most popular triggers and like b hates it yeah and and wooden tapping is a huge trigger and i hate it yeah so it's possible that you just there's trigger video. videos too there's videos where there's like it'll it'll be like a test trigger yeah and yeah. you can figure out which ones you like um I was going to say, like, I was reading that study, and we were talking about this earlier, but, like, there's a study about ASMR where it's, like, why do some people have this wonderful reaction to it where it's, like, very cathartic, very healing, very nourishing, and then other people are so creeped out by it. <laughs> and and it, I guess it, it triggers your flight or fight response in your brain. And so if you have like an issue taking um taking instructions from authority (laughs) or like feel like you are being controlled or grew up in an environment that was very controlling you might not like asmr because it's like who is this person telling me what to do this makes me feel uncomfortable it's very light this make and for some people it's like 
brings up sexual responses and so they're like why is this making me feel sexual this also makes me feel uncomfortable because whispering is very intimate and so it makes them feel uncomfortable but like the people who respond well to it are people who are open or like working on the flight or fight responses being like reduced and just being comfortable (laughs) so it kind of (laughs) tends to work best with people that uh have better reactions i would say to strangers (laughs) yeah or or just people like you said earlier lacking in that like physical connection or emotional connection if you're seeking intimacy in your life in in any form it can really help with that It, it helps so much with loneliness and you know but it isn't for any for everyone but i the people who it helps like it it can change your life totally um so if somebody wanted to watch your asmr videos what types of videos do you enjoy doing can you talk a little bit about your personal youtube channel yes so my youtube channel which is i'm sure that um b will figure out a way to like link it if you want to check it out but if you just want to search it it's rachel jordan asmr um, I do, I don't, I try to do like a variety of videos and I'm always asking, um, you know, what people want to see because I have a specific type of video that I like to watch. So a lot of my videos end up being just me making things that I would like to see. Mm-hmm. Um, but I do a lot of, a lot of whispering videos right, <laughs> right now. Um, my like, most popular videos um are just like finger fluttering Mm -hmm. which sounds kind of like like I don't I don't even know how to explain it it's like okay why don't you stop for a second it's not gonna sound great because you don't have any like a a good mic but for a second can you give an example of like what a finger flutter would sound like so I don't know if it'll pick it up but it's I don't think it might. I don't know if it's going to work over the phone. Okay, so just check out her (laughs) finger fluttering videos. Um, Can you give an example of, like, some ASMR sounds that you could do that might sound good? Like, for instance, you you mentioned you like mouth sounds. Yes. So what are the popular mouth sounds that people enjoy? Um, I really like tongue clicking, which is, like, Uh, Karuna does that one a lot. <laughs> um, there's other ones that are like just shushing, like shh, yeah. shh, shh. That's a big one because it, it can be comforting. Um, sk, 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 sk. And it sounds when you're using like a high quality mic, like the the harsh, like the K sounds, the like any sound where your tongue is really connecting um they like really pop with a good microphone so it's it's if you listen with in your headphones the sounds are like very um like amplified and um yeah shushing any any quiet like yeah. words with harsh sounds like relax 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 those are ty- those are like things that people really that yeah. are very popular it's um, funny. I had a partner at one point and and the thing that would irritate 
him the most was the word relax. So it's just like it's a word that you either love or you loathe. Yeah, and and it's so if someone told me to relax in like my real life, I would be like, "Oh, relax." And you just, you know, instantly like aggro. But yeah. in if in in the right context, it is it can be very soothing. Totally. Um, I feel like it's mom energy. It's very yes, like it's maternal. That's exactly what I was going to say. It's like if you think of of like your, you know, a mother figure soothing you relaxing you when you've had a bad day or when you're when you had a nightmare or something like that 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 if you're listening and you're in the right mindset and it's in the right context it can be very soothing and and feel like mom and totally very like into energy and like you know spirituality around the room and like in the earth crystals are very like high energy rock like rocks right they're rocks i don't know so last week on the podcast we had noel and noel was originally from san diego they're sort of adapting to life in chicago in the midwest um so now this week we have like a role reversal where we have someone from chicago now doing a 180 in la how is that for you it is so different here it's insanely (laughs) different um and I also I had a one-year stint in Delaware and Bethany Beach uh and my hometown yeah you grew up in (laughs) Delaware so I've kind of been all over the place but um I think the main the the biggest difference in Los Angeles is is the way that people interact with each other friendly people who are friends um and you meet so many people here, but it's so hard to to find that genuine connection. I yeah. feel like, whereas in the Midwest, maybe just because there's not uh, there's people, not as people much don't to move do. to the Midwest to do stuff. They move yeah. to the Midwest to just like connect. Yeah, and um, <laughs> so it's been. I feel like mostly everyone that I've ever met here that I've like connected with and become friends with. It, it doesn't end up being from Los Angeles. They're either from some anywhere else. Um, yeah. But it's just harder. It's there's just way more surface friendships here. And people are, I feel like just a little bit more interested in where you can get them. You know, yeah. And the value that you oh. can add to their life instead Absolutely. of the content of, of your character and, um, that, that's been my biggest struggle, especially living in Chicago for, you know, 22 years before I moved anywhere else. So I've had the fortunate circumstance with you where I've lived everywhere I've lived, you've lived. And so, um, I was writing when I wrote sucker and I was thinking, cause at the time I was in California mm-hmm. and I was living in California and I was thinking about like the regional differences of like friendship and, and like how we use that as currency to communicate and currency about what we get from each other currency meaning like what what you receive from the friendship what or whether it's love and affection or like you said status getting you somewhere or someone that objectively like 
is going to call you out on your shit and wants you to get better. Um, like what, what do you get? And every friendship has a currency. And so I was kind of thinking about the dynamics of growing up in Delaware, which is like a very small town on the East coast and the friendships <laughs> that I, I created there and just like where we, like which lunch table we would all have sat yeah. at in the mean girls cafeteria, like just like the whole Um, I was thinking about that in comparison to like, I had a lot of difficulty when I moved to the Midwest, because there were distinctly very different um, ways of being in on the East Coast versus the Midwest. And so Mm -hmm. like to go to the other extreme where California is like, the far end of how I, I grew up, like couldn't be further from me. It was just very interesting to observe it from a vantage point of having lived all three places and having to at some point kind of mold yourself to that way of being. So yep. I feel like you have that experience. Uh, I, I want to say <laughs> this is how I sum it up, but I'm curious how you would sum it up. I, I say that there are three fuck yous. There's a California fuck you. <laughs> there's a Midwest fuck you and an East Coast fuck you. Yeah. And the fuck you in the Midwest would be like, hi, how are you? in parentheses fuck you yeah (laughs) whereas east coast would be fuck you in parentheses fuck you yeah (laughs) and then california would be like hi how are you in parentheses fuck you (laughs) like like i hope by the way i hope you're doing well when i support your growth later like do you want (laughs) to connect yeah in parentheses fuck you yes it's very interesting like just like the way that my the people that i met in california wanted to develop relationships was so different and I realized there's like there is like a real intimacy that comes from being from the east coast to me um that is unlike any anywhere else but it's intense intimacy and it's not for everyone and if it's you want like a little bit of that I would say go to the midwest because the thing about the midwest is we have to spend a lot of time indoors Mm -hmm. so if we're going to leave our homes to go visit someone else that we love and care about that is like there's a lot more thought that's given to it (laughs) and so it's like do you want to waste the little bit of time that you got out of your house to go to like a punk show or go to a bar do you want to waste that little bit of time and energy just like lashing and giving evil eyes to someone (laughs) so no you so you say hello and then you just move on and that's a very midwestern thing and i think it comes from the temperature and the culture yeah right and in la you can go anywhere like at any time yeah so you everyone i always say like what i'm looking for is like a midwestern friendship where like if you're you you like have your friends and you like spend meaningful time together like at each other's houses or you know you you like cultivate more intimate relationships because like you're stuck inside and you have you know what else is there to do besides talk yeah and you know connect and you don't have to do that in LA you really don't no in LA like all of my friends are like going out friends that's what I always say yeah. But I want like like I want like a uh, come over and we'll like eat this Whole Foods pie out of like the container and sit at my kitchen table and talk for like four hours. Same. I'm glad that we have each other <laughs> in these experiences. On this at the same time, it's like 
I also find my friends that grew up um, on the East Coast and that ended up moving elsewhere are just like so dynamically different in the ways of intimacy. <laughs> it's just very strange to see how people adapt. And yep. I feel like we've be- had to become like very leveled off, but that's like very unique to those experiences yeah. and being like, where do I fit in? Like what? <laughs> and like getting challenged in that way. And I, yeah. I and it and that's like hard to do if you stay in the same bubble in which you grew up in, like and you don't venture out. So like now that you're in LA, did you move to LA for the relationship or was that no about he, where I moved to LA so the the year before I moved to LA, um I visited probably like three or four times and every time that I came came here it just felt right to me I just felt like this was where I wanted to be Mm -hmm. and I never really had felt that way about a place before and I had no interest you know like I'm doing my YouTube channel now but like even up until I only started doing that like maybe four three or four months ago um and before that I had no interest in being like in the public eye whatsoever yeah and and I still you know I'm not doing that for to get attention or to have like a YouTube career or anything. It I just makes you happy. Like help people. Yeah. I love, I just love ASMR and I want, I want to help people like, you know, get through their issues with, through my ASMR. But, um, I just, I felt, I don't know if it's because, um, I, I always joke that it's because I'm so like obsessed with Joni Mitchell that I feel Aww. like she's my real I and I always tell my mom that she's like my real mom that's who I was supposed to be like with she was supposed to be my real mom um, and that's she, so sweet yeah she has that song California yeah she just you know she's all about like Laurel Canyon and that's just this is Aww. like her place and so when I finally got here I was like oh I'm home like my mom lives here that's <laughs> and, amazing um I I really, I do really love it here, but I, I always find myself kind of feeling a little bit like, where do I fit in here? Because I'm not, I meet so many people here who have come out here to, you know, to work in, in the industry or to, you know, become a model or whatever. And I'm just like, no, I just, it's really cold in Chicago. And I just (laughs) wanted to like get away from that. Um, And you know, I've met through my other, through my real career, not my YouTube ASMR, I groom dogs and I, I groom a ton of celebrity dogs. I work like on Sunset Boulevard and West Hollywood and see celebrities all the time. And I'm actually like in the process of, um, training with uh this other celebrity dog groomer for when she opens her salon in like a month and a half and she has like a tv show and like all this crazy stuff but um oh you you got you got the job we never discussed that (laughs) i i did it's i knew you would yeah it's (laughs) it's a really weird situation i'm gonna be filming for an animal on an animal planet show next month i don't know there's just been like so many crazy things you should talk about that promote that okay it's not i don't know anything about i don't really know anything about it yet i just know that there's a show that's gonna be on animal planet where jess and i are filming it next month and it's a show about us grooming like a rescue dog that's getting adopted this is amazing rachel i am so proud of you (laughs) But, but then like, so I'm doing these things 
but I'm in my in my heart I'm like I'm just a, like I'm a girl from like the Chicago suburbs that like <laughs> what am I doing here I'm meeting like you know um B loves Vanderpump rules and <laughs> I I groom like half the half the cast you like, should be friends with Dodie I feel like you need like I love you and we are astrologically similar <laughs> you guys should just hang out like I feel like you'd yeah. be a good friend to her I trust um, you <laughs> so you know I I have I have relationships with these people but in my mind I'm just like like who the heck am like I just feel like <laughs> but I they probably feel they probably feel the same way too though on some level I think everyone does it's just they have to act like they don't I mean that's just how I feel and um yeah it's just like I feel like I like snuck into uh the cool kids party and <laughs> they haven't noticed yet you know <laughs> but it's been you know it's been like a very of it's been an incredibly I don't even there's so many words to describe how how my life has changed and how much I've grown as a person Mm -hmm. um, since coming to California even even just you know because I went from being like 22 to like 27 since I've been here obviously that's a hugely transformative time in everybody's life but yeah I did it mostly alone without my family without you know, a partner and just trying to navigate that in a place that's so different from where I grew up has been really interesting. And then, you know, the added pressure of having meeting famous people and having them want to be your friend and, and things like that. So. I mean, honestly, I feel like someone should just give you a reality show of your own after this animal planet thing i would want to watch it it. i feel like you have a clueless you have like a clueless charm to you where it's just like (laughs) i just stumbled upon all this luck (laughs) but i I really that's why (laughs) the good things happen to you i think you don't expect for things to happen you go and like the lesson i get from that story is that you what you really did is you chased happiness and you chased your sacral chakra that was like, I feel connected to this place. Joni Mitchell is my mother. I love that. There's like a beauty to that. There's a rhythm to that. And you just chase that as opposed to want going there to want to become anything. You were just open to the possibility of just moving somewhere where you felt comfortable. And I think so many of us don't do that because we are so caught up in like the material rewards of things that we don't allow like life to manifest for us the ways that it should. And when it does, it's super magic. Yeah, I definitely, um, I'm, I definitely, I do that. That's something that I'm working on like Mm -hmm. in my life anyway, um, is just trying to, trying to be, trying to be just, just be in the moment, be present. Um, And I think that everyone does that in some way because I've never before this I never had really thought that I I never really thought of it in that way that I I did just trust the process and just knew that you know I'm going with with an open heart and and with my doing my absolute best that I can in this moment I'm just trusting that I'm keeping my energy high I'm doing this just from a place of love that it's going to work out I think um, that's the secret. You've got to operate from the place of love. 
And I think that everyone does that in, in small ways. And I think like, you know, one of the biggest, the biggest obstacles in life is figuring out how to do that in bigger ways instead of trusting in, in small ways, you just need to learn how to incorporate that into your full life. How do you feel you do that? Um, honestly, like I listened, I, it's hard. It's really hard, especially as a person with, with mental illness and with like, you know, with a lot of trauma in my background. And I came from, you know, I didn't really come from anything. My parents, you know, I make more money now than my parents do. And I don't make a lot of money, but you know, um, it's really hard to let go and stop holding yourself back by worrying about things that really worry. I I actually just, I'm listening right now to um, Oprah's super soul podcast. I love it. (laughs) She did a, like a 10 part podcast with the author of this, uh, Eckhart Tolle. Yes. Okay. This book. Um, and it's an incredible podcast. It's changing my life right now, (laughs) but he, he's, he says something along the lines of like worry, um, pretends that it's important or something something along those lines worry tricks you into thinking that it's it's important but really like the action that you need to take never comes from your worried thoughts you're only taking action to fix the things that are worrying you when you're present so Ah. worry just keeps you in worry and when you when you just look at something without judgment which which means without like anxiety or any any of the baggage that comes with it like Mm -hmm. okay I don't have enough money to pay this bill right now instead of being like like whole what the heck am I gonna do you just think you need to it'll all work out like this bill I don't have enough money in my bank account to to pay this bill that's that's an objective fact now here's my action that I'm going to take to to fix this yeah instead of you just need to come at things from a place of of being instead of coming from a place of worry of negativity because those are things that just it it just breeds more worry more negativity absolutely I feel like I've been trying to do that much more consciously in my own life um I feel like that's hard for me I'm an air sign so I'm all in my head so (laughs) so but um I don't have a lot of fire in my chart. So I think what's good for me and what I'm finding, and I actually wrote this yesterday. I think we, we might have talked about this where I said I need more fire people around me because fire people <laughs> like make things come alive and they make things happen and they ground things for me. So I find like having a few good fiery people that are just like re- first responders is good because it gets my mind out of that, you know. Yeah. Ways of and thinking. I, I think all of it comes down to like, you know, when you get in your own head, mm-hmm. you're getting in your own way of, of action. Yeah. And instead of being in thoughts, you need to be in action. And when you're in thoughts, you're just, you're creating problems for yourself. And I say this as a person with like intense anxiety, with a plethora of mental issues. Like, you know, I'm not saying this is a, like a, neurotypical person like just don't worry anymore yeah (laughs) because that's you know obviously that's a lot easier said than done but it's just mindfulness yeah 
It's a very simple, it's a very simple solution that's very complex to undo. Yes. Yeah, that's, that's a really good way to put it. Which is kind of the way of the world, if you really think about it. (laughs) (laughs) Rachel, I'm so happy that we got to talk. I hope that we have some time where you can come back. I think you taught us a lot. We've learned a lot from your journey. Is there, (laughs) is there anything you would like to promote on your face or your your company any upcoming projects um honestly if you just watch my try out my asmr videos um i also have a dog an instagram where i post my dog grooming stuff if you like to look at dogs um it's rachel colant c-o-l-a-n-t grooming or if you just want to find my regular instagram uh rachel xvx and then my grooming instagram's linked on there but um, I really appreciate you, B. Thank you so much for I appreciate making you. me feel good and having me on. Awesome. Have a good night. You too. Okay, what's your question? Okay, does Justin Conley like Karen Clickman? Come on. What? It's not an important question. And is it Karen Clickman? You have to treat these cards with respect. So Melissa Fields writes in and she asks, do you think that there are birth chart things that attract narcissists? I've dated so many. I get this question at least once a week. I got to be honest. And I think I've actually spoken about this on the podcast before, but I'm going to answer it again. You know, a birth chart isn't a tell all. It is just um, a blueprint of what our limitations that are self-imposed might be, right? So um, a birth chart can show indicators where someone is very involved in a journey about themselves. And and also, but like, I just want to say that that doesn't necessarily mean that someone is a narcissist. Um, narcissistic personality disorder is a real mental illness. And uh, you can't diagnose mental illness in a birth chart, but you can see signs of that. Um, And there are things that are just a little bit more common. So, like, I've mentioned this before, but when a person has a lot of planets in their first or their tenth house, that just means there's going to be a lot of self-involvement. But um, I find that a lot of empathic people have heavy Neptune placements and they also have a lot of like Pisces placements because uh, you know Neptune rules Pisces so if you have a lot of planets in Pisces you might be very empathic I find it especially like if you have an eighth house in Pisces any of the water houses if you have any of the water houses uh, it in that in Pisces that's like a that's a big tell all your water houses are going to be really sensitive so if you have like a lot of planets in there you're going to be a lot more um of a sponge to the environment you're in and I also find that people who have like Neptune in first in their first house those people can be quite empathic as well so um again I just want to reiterate that like you know, a natal chart is not going to tell you that you have narcissistic personality disorder. That's a mental illness. But I mean, again, 
there will be a lot of self-involvement when it's in the first or the tenth house. And so I found like this um, thing online actually. And I found it really helpful, so I'm just going to read it, and it's uh, 11 steps to deal with a narcissist at work or in your personal life, and number one is to set boundaries. When interacting with a narcissist, boss, or coworker, setting limits is essential. Um, number two is be on alert for instances of gaslighting. A narcissist will display behaviors that make you doubt your own capabilities in a manipulative tactic known as gaslighting. Number three, ignore what they do. When a narcissist takes credit for your work, the worst thing that you can do is engage and confront them about it. Number four, realize that they won't likely change again. Uh, narcissists true narcissists will never admit that they are wrong. They will never take responsibility. Um, Number five is set limits during contact times. You can set limits without placing blame or shaming the other person, but it does take some effort to stick to your guns. Number six, accept that your needs will not be fulfilled by this person. Remember that people with narcissistic behaviors are not looking for romantic partners. They're looking for someone to be part of their cheering squad. Um, Number seven, do not accept the narcissist version of who you are as a person. Narcissists will make you feel ashamed of who you are. They will insult you. They will belittle you. Number eight, uh, surround yourself with people who can give an honest perspective of yourself. If you identify that you're in a narcissistic relationship, it is vital to spend time with people who know you and can validate who you really are instead of succumbing to the narcissist's deception of you. Number nine, get to know yourself. People who are in relationships with narcissists tend to have low self-esteem. So if they get told by a narcissist that they have a negative personality trait or that they are not good at something, they will most likely believe it. Number 10 is take care of yourself. And this is the big one. When you're trying to survive a relationship with a narcissist, learn coping skills that are, you you learn uh, when you were living with someone, you pick up these skills that are not necessarily healthy. So make sure that you're really taking care of yourself. Um, If you can, get yourself a good therapist, get yourself some really good books, um, follow accounts that make you feel positive, that reiterate back to you um, things that you need to be told such you know such as things that are you can find on this meme um and then 11 walk away and that and this is basically what i always explain as going no contact when you're wronged by a narcissist your first instinct may be to seek revenge but that's actually what they want so going no contact is really the way to win and piss them off the most um okay so the next thing we got sent in is from cynthia And Cynthia says, I love your Bravo recaps. I wish you would start a sub account for astrology and Bravo. Oh, thank you. I am, I don't have cable. I can't afford cable. But um, the one thing that I really miss is my access to Bravo. Um, it is my re- my relaxing show. Um, I do use a friend's Hulu account sometimes, and I will rewatch and binge watch all of the the Housewives shows. But I really fucking love Vanderpump. Vanderpump is my my fucking favorite, and uh, I talk about this a lot. It's really interesting watching the cast of Vanderpump with like 
some astrological knowledge, I have a really similar chart to Kristen Doty. And I think that Kristen Doty gets a really bad edit. And I've said this before, our charts are so similar, so similar. Um, We have most of the same placements just in different places. And I think that... um, Here's the first thing I want to say about Kristen, and I know people who watch the show are probably just going to, like, laugh at me, but let, wait and let, let me finish. Um, I think Kristen, first and foremost, is an incredible friend. I think that she is so terrible to herself and self-destructive, and I see this, with the exception of season one, like... I see her overcompensating for all the things that happened in season one when she was just being very terribly self-destructive. And I don't think that what she did to Stassi had anything to do with Stassi. I think it just was a self-destruction thing. And I think that's why Stassi chose to forgive her. And um, nobody on that show has a clean yard. Let's just say that. And I think that what I see with Kristen is, like, this overcompensation. Like, she wants to get better. She wants to get better. She wants to work on her mental health. She deserves love. She really fucking does. And what I see are a lot of needs that need to be met and a huge hole inside of her. I don't know where it developed. I don't know her background. I know where it developed for myself. And we have similar charts, so I can imagine. But I don't want to, like analyze somebody without their consent but I will say like when you watch her on the reunion shows I want you to like go back and rewatch all of these on Hulu if you're anti-doty because she is the first one to give everyone a hug she brings tissues she's got like mom factor she wants to take care of everyone and I think like she's always just trying to make everyone laugh and have a good time and feel comfortable And sometimes this comes off with her acting a little weird or eccentric. But what do you expect from a fucking Aquarius, right? I think that she is really, in a lot of ways, the glue of the show. And, and like, I haven't watched this season. But I I know from reading and listening to some of the podcasts that, like, uh, her and Stassi and Katie have had a falling out. And that breaks my heart. But also I can really empathize because Stassi is a uh, cancer sun she's a scorpio moon and she's got a capricorn rising and this year i sort of had a bit of i don't even want to call it a, a formal breakup but like just the realization that like my a person in my life that i love a lot who has the same exact placements just in reverse um it, uh, she has she this person has a uh scorpio sun cancer moon but capricorn rising i I love them to death. Like, I love them. I I fucking pray for them. Like, I, I wish good things. I will always wish good things to this person. But um, sometimes it's just like these people are in our lives and uh, we're just not able to meet their needs or accurately uh, or they can't meet our needs accurately. And uh, what we need changes as we get older and as we experience trauma and it's sad it's really sad I don't know what happened but it's interesting that both of us are going through these similar things and um Kristen and Carter breaking up I hope that this just makes her stronger 
I I really think that there'll be a full turnaround for Kristen. I, I see really great things on the horizon, but most of all, I just want to acknowledge that she's a badass friend, and I, I think she gets a bad edit. I think it's really easy to go to that crazy Kristen place on the show. It, it gets people watching the show, but um, I just enjoy her. I listen to her on different podcasts when she's a guest and I just I I really feel like Kristen is somebody I could actually be real life friends with connect with and really like understand and it's also just interesting as a viewer to watch it because I can see so many parallels in my own friend group and then I go and look at you know Ariana's chart or I look at Tom's chart and Tom's chart's pretty similar to my ex-fiance's chart so it's like very interesting to see similar dynamics in my own life and then see it reflected in astrology I think that energy just finds energy um I love you guys continue to ask questions you know I love I love answering the questions and I love talking to all of you I hope you have a really great week and now burn black presents the burn black book club say that five times fast Hey everyone, it's me, Reagan, one of the collective members here at Burn Black. In fact, some of you all may know me as the sometimes resident artist of our Instagram account, but besides being an artist, I'm also a youth librarian. So when B asked me to do a book review of a self-help book, I already knew immediately which book I wanted to talk about. And even though for some people it may not quite fit into the self-help category, for me that's totally what it is. And that book is this cute little graphic novel called Just Peachy, which was written and illustrated by Holly Chisholm. To quote the front cover, Just Peachy contains comics about depression, anxiety, love, and finding humor and being sad. And I think that last line is so super important because life can be so intense that a lot of the time it is really hard for us to be able to step outside of ourselves and look at things in a new perspective. And I think remembering to smile and laugh and not always take ourselves too seriously is, for me personally, a very important component of my own self-care. And this sweet little book was a great reminder of that for me. So it's broken down into four parts, depression, anxiety, love and relationships, and growth. I personally have anxiety, so I tend to read everything I can about anxiety, but what I really loved the most about this book was um, seeing the tiny chapter on love and relationships being thrown in there because sometimes focusing on my own mental health really ties so much into the relationships that I have with other people around me and trying to find and maintain love. So Just Peachy was great because it takes on all of these important topics that are so close to my heart, but kind of does it in a brief and lighthearted way that I really appreciated and really needed. So go snag yourself a copy at your local bookstore or um, go say hi to your favorite librarian at your closest branch and then let us know what you guys think of the book. for the self-care tip of the week.
Hi, my name is Robert. I'm in a band called Long Knives, and here's my self-care tip of the week. Whenever I need some extra TLC, I'll listen to vinyl. And by giving up control of changing tracks, I find it strangely soothing. And that's my self-care tip of the week. Bye. So this week, I just wanted to share with you guys one simple technique that you can do if you're having a lot of anxiety. Um, This is a breathing technique, and it causes an atonic nervous system shift from symphatic, which is fight or flight reaction, uh, to parasympathetic response. So this is really great for uh, panic attacks, anxiety, right before you have a presentation at work and you're getting very nervous, um, right before you have to go do something that you're having a ton of anxiety about. This is just a little breathing technique that you could try anywhere to reset your nervous system. So the first thing that you want to do is you want to breathe in for four seconds, but then you want to hold your breath for seven seconds. And then when you exhale, you want to breathe for eight seconds. And then you want to repeat that. So let's try this real quick together. Breathe in for four seconds, hold your breath for seven seconds, and then exhale breath for eight seconds. Okay. And that should reset your nervous system. You want to try this maybe once or twice. And uh, it should work for you. It gives an, an immediate response to the nervous system. To go from being very scared, being very frightened, to feeling very calm. There's enough oxygen in your brain just running, you know clean and ready for whatever you have to do next. You are bringing to the reading. She says you are part of the world. Air, water, every living thing is connected to you. That's a nice thought. It is. What does it mean? It means... The only thing keeping you from being happy is the belief that you are alone. And that's a wrap for the Burn Black audio zine this week. I'd like to thank Rachel for being my guest and Reagan and Robert for his self-care tip of the week. Um, I'd like to thank everyone who sent in questions and everyone who emailed I'm doing a few holiday specials for readings, so inquire within. I'm doing a 12-card tarot spread or oracle card for the new year, each uh, card for each month of the new year, overall themes, and then I'm going to be giving you a workbook as well full of journal entries so you can continue to self-explore this year. Um, I'm also doing... uh, specials for the holidays so if you have friends or family you want to get a reading for again just email me message me I'll tell you all the deals I have going on 
As always, I want to thank you guys for listening and all my Patreons. Check me out on Instagram at VernBlackZine. I love you guys. I appreciate all of you. Good night. Burn Black.